0: The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of Roger's News.
1: Şu anda parlamentoda çoğunluk Cumhur İttifakı'ndadır. Komisyonların genelinde Cumhur İttifakı hakimdir. Dolayısıyla That was Tayyip Erdogan speaking this week about his hopes to clinch a third term as president of Turkey. The implications of the country's hotly contested presidential election is the focus of this week's Views Room. Welcome back to the Views Room, a podcast from Reuters Breaking Views, where columnists from around the world talk about the big stories of the week. I'm your host, Amy Donlan, coming to you from London. Soaring inflation, balancing a relationship with Russia and the West, and a battered economy will clog up the tray of whoever wins the Turkish presidential election later this month. Voters must now decide whether they want to stick with what they know or try a more moderate alternative that is likely to apply tough measures to tackle inflation. And here to talk to me about the Turkish elections and what it means for the rest of the world is Francesco Carrera, Breaking Views Global Head of Economics. Francesco, you are very welcome to the Views Room.
0: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me
1: again. And so this week, all eyes are on Turkey as citizens cast their vote for their new president. I just wondered, Francesco, this country is very important, right? Geopolitically, geographically, kind of sandwiched between Europe, Middle East, Russia, and has been, I guess, controversial for many reasons. I just wondered, why do you think these presidential
0: elections are so important? This is the most important presidential election in Turkey for a very long time. Now, Turkey, as we know, is a member of NATO, therefore it's hugely important uh, to the Western alliance. On the other hand, under President, President Tayyip Erdogan, who is uh, fighting this election to win a third term in office, which would extend his uh, tenure for, to more than 20 years. So he's been around for a long time. Under his uh, tenure, it's got uh, Turkey has got much closer to Russia and to the Gulf states and also China. So he's really perched between East and West in both geopolitical and economic terms.
1: Yes. And so we've had the first round of the elections this week. So obviously Erdogan is fighting. And who is his rival? What can you tell us about the alternative choice for Turkish people.
0: Yeah, so it's his rival is a, uh, a liberal economist, Kemal Kiyotoglu, and he is uh, um, neck and neck with uh, the one. Under the uh, Turkish election system, uh, the two candidates, neither two candidates uh, won an outright majority. So there will be a runoff on May 28th between these two. And Kiyotoglu uh, is uh, campaigning on a, uh, on a more secular, more democratic and more economically orthodox uh, platform. So. According to him, according to your position, they will undo a lot of the reforms and a lot of the controversial measures that Erdogan has taken in his twenty years in power.
1: And I mean, if you are a Turkish person at the moment living in Turkey, you are dealing with mass inflation, right? Much worse than you're seeing, kind of, in Europe and America. So, tell us about that. That that I guess Erdogan is. That's the that's the. It's amazing, I think, that he's doing so well considering the economic backdrop that he's dealing with.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, one of the signature policies of Erdogan has been to uh, go against uh, every single orthodoxy in economic and monetary policy and say that when inflation rises, the central bank should cut interest rates. So that's, as you can see, is is is something that is very, very unusual, very unorthodox to say the least. On top of that, Erdogan is also impinged very heavily on the independence of the central bank, and essentially central bank is now doing It's his bidding. So he's doing what uh, the central bank is doing, what Erdogan tells them. Uh, And as a result, um, uh, inflation is now 46% in Turkey, it hit 85% last year and the uh, central bank uh, policy rate is about 8%. So it's completely at odds with anything we've seen in Europe, in the US, in, uh, you know, hundreds of years of his- history. Uh, and despite that, as you said, the uh, the, the Turkish population is, is not up in arms. And, and that's partly because there's been huge fiscal transfers to uh, the pension system, to the public sector, to the minimum wage, to uh, keep everything under control. But and, and and nevertheless, it's still extraordinary that Erdogan uh, enjoys such popular support.
1: But I guess in some ways it is and it isn't. Right. Because if you are going to tackle that type of inflation, you need to ratchet up interest rates quite dramatically. Right. And that would mean, I I guess, a recession and lots of other kind of economic problems. So I guess if you are voting, you're sort of imagining the devil, you know, which is like obviously the economic state that's in. But could it potentially be worse if you were to go with somebody
0: else? That's right, and uh, that's a very good point. I mean, it will almost certainly be worse for a while. I mean, the most conservative estimates I have seen of where interest rates should go to just to normalize this economic policy is from the current eight and a half to about 30% in a year. So imagine if that that that's a huge shock to any economy and particularly an economy uh, like Turkey and will be a shock to a lot of people's uh, livelihoods. And, and and imagine mortgage rates uh, where they would go, the cost of borrowing the tightening in credit condition and the banking sector. So a lot of that. Uh, Although eventually it would lead to a a decrease in inflation, the the, the, the path there would be extremely painful for millions of Turks.
1: And I mean, this instability and the sort of undermining of the central bank aren't really things that foreign investors are that keen on. So I would imagine you've seen a big pullout of Turkey in recent years. I mean, do you think what is the sort of market telling you about this election now? What are sort of investors sort of betting on?
0: Yes, it's going to be said that Western investors have left Turkey a long time ago. They own very little of the bond market, they own very little of the stock market, they haven't really invested in infrastructures. However, those flows have been replaced by the countries we we're talking about before. So there's been a huge influx of uh, cash from Russia. There's been an influx of cash from uh, the Gulf uh, region and from China. So actually, in terms of foreign direct investment, Turkey is doing okay because uh, there's money coming from elsewhere than Europe, essentially, and the US. Uh, the markets now, it, since the election, since the first round of the election, have been in uh, in uh, in a freefall. Like the, the the currency, which already has been very weak against the dollar, uh, the lira, has lost another. 7% uh, this week, and it's quite, a, it's quite a difficult situation for the markets. The bond markets in difficulty and the stock markets is in difficulty. That said, that doesn't have huge repercussions on the real economy or indeed on any kind of um, risk of default because uh, uh, Turkey is very well insulated from the outside world in this moment.
1: Well, I was just kind of curious then. So let's imagine that Erdogan wins, that um, we see him become president for the third time in, let's say, the start of June what do you think that is likely to, to, to spell out then for the kind of that i talked about at the beginning the sort of geopolitical tensions the fact that they are such a big customer to russia is that will anything change or will it just remain the same just what we've seen up until this point a lot of instability
0: and yeah uh, well it's going to be said that the market reaction and the experts talking uh, right now seem to think that Erdogan will win so that's the base case scenario if you like that he will win if he does win on the economic front uh, we're almost certain they will do nothing about interest rates. This is the one thing they really believes in. So, so we will expect. Very little happening on the inflation front, so inflation is likely to stay high. He may do something about uh, the the fact that he's really restricted the the, uh, use of the foreign currency and and the flow of foreign currency into the country. He may relax some of those capital controls. That's helpful for Turkey because they need the influx of foreign currency. They don't have many foreign uh, exchange reserves, so they're vulnerable in that respect. And on the geopolitical front, we can expect this kind of balancing act, which... To be fair, it's been quite successful at between uh, being a part of NATO and being helping uh, NATO. Is even they've even sold uh, weapons or drones to Ukraine, and still being very close to Russia. Russia is currently building a huge nuclear plant in Turkey at the moment, so there's huge amount of foreign investment in infrastructure going in, and uh, and of course there is the, um, the the other geopolitical front, which is Syria and, and which is on, the, on on the border as well. And that's something that the other one is proven very adept to, to to balancing, the difficulties is not very sustainable in the long run, especially if the economy uh, is gonna be in, in a difficult state for a very long time to come. So an er, a third Erdogan term would spell more of the same, but probably worse of the same,
1: right? Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that spells it bleakly for us. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Francesco. Great to talk to you as always. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast was produced by Oliver Tashtich in London, subscribe to The Views Room and our sister podcast, The Exchange, on Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, or wherever you like to listen. I'm Kim Vanell. Join me every morning for a roundup of what's happening at home and around the world. From the front line in Ukraine... Extraordinary how these people adjust and uh, even laugh when you take cover to the heart of U.S. politics. When Trump said that he expected to be arrested, it seems like he was trying to get ahead of the story. We bring you everything you need to know in 10 minutes. For your essential daily briefing, follow Reuters World News wherever you get your podcasts.